Welcome to Trust in the Lord with Pastor Tim Dove of the Mission Life Christian Center in Bryson City, North Carolina, where we are intentionally demonstrating God's love in every moment. Grab your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dove as we trust in the Lord as presented in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Now sit back and enjoy the living Word of God. Over the past few weeks, we've been uh, talking about strategies that the enemy uses to tear us down, keep us down. Let me run quickly across those and then move forward. The first, we talked about the strategy of fear, and fear is there to blindside you and knock you out of walking in the Spirit into fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Now, the strategy of the doubt comes in to make you unstable in all your ways and it causes you to waver in your faith. The strategy of self-condemnation is to render you hopeless and unwilling to stand. But I've had enough of that. Because now I want to begin talking about victory in Jesus. Amen? So we're looking at victory in Jesus. And I have to go to 1 John Chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. In verse 4 it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Our faith is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith in who? Jesus Christ alone and what he accomplished at the cross. Our faith can only be in that. Our faith cannot be in how much we read in the Word of God. Our faith cannot be in how many times we fast. Our faith cannot be in how many times we attend church. Our faith cannot be in how many dinners we do, fundraisers, to uh, raise money to help others. Our faith cannot be in that. Those are works. And those can be works of faith, but if we're not doing those things with our faith centered only on what Christ accomplished at the cross, what does that truly mean? That means that what everything I can do can do nothing to change my position. My position is changed because He saved me. My position is changed because I follow Him. And my faith is in a finished work. That means there's no more work to be done so faith without works is dead, but how do I work faith? I follow him and I obey his commandments. I do what he has asked us to do. And that is activating faith. That says that I don't care what the outcome will be. I don't care what the situation looks like now. All I know is that he died on the cross for specific situations. I want to bring to you a statement that salvation is not just the redeeming of your souls. Salvation means that it has everything that our physical body needs has been supplied at the cross. Everything our spirit needs has been supplied at the cross. Everything our soul needs to be successful in the kingdom of God has been supplied at the cross. There's no more works to be done. The only works that we have to do 
are simple, as we said before, works of faith in Him. I do what I do because He loved me and I love Him. And I need to be about my Father's business. And guess what? I'm adopted. Jesus has made a way for me to have a relationship with God the Father. He is now Abba to me because I've been adopted. So now I need to be about my Father's business. What is my Father's business? Continuing Jesus' business. Because Jesus was about the Father's business. That's working out your faith. And knowing that whatever God has promised in His Word, when we actively go after that, not looking at what we see and causing us to hold up, because faith is not seeing Faith is knowing what he has promised even though our eyes cannot see it yet. Yet is a big word. Three letters, but yet is a big word because you know that with yet, God has already made this happen. What we're looking for is the manifestation of his promise. And the only thing that holds back the manifestation of God's promise is our lack in operating in faith in him. We're trying to do these things ourselves. We're trying to invent new ways. We're trying to make things happen and become. We're trying to create strategies outside of God's strategy. See, Satan has strategies. Spiritual warfare is a strategy. And there, there's a series of plans that are set aside as a strategy to keep you from walking by faith and not by sight. Come on. So as we go forth, verse 5 says. He, who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? That's very important. You have to know that he is the only begotten Son of God. There's no other sons. We are adopted into sonship. But he's the only begotten Son. He's the only one that has been, has the DNA of God. You understand? He is the Son. So as we go forward, I want to talk about a, 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 a place in the Bible in 2 Samuel. We're going to land on, on a uh, gentleman that you may not have heard much about. And in fact, if you've read 2 Samuel and going through, you probably skip through this, this uh, place right here, and you don't hear much about him. But I want to put us, ourselves in the position of victory here. So 2 Samuel, or let me say that differently, I want us to get into the hand of God where he places us in a position of victory. We can't put ourselves there. So 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 11 and 12, you see, there is a list of warriors that fought with David and, and ran with David. This one man was named Shammah. Now, Shammah means desert or to be desolated. That's, that's the name given to the man. Shammah. 2 Samuel 23, 11 through 12. 2 Samuel 23, 11 through 12. Now, Shammah means desert or to be desolated. Verse 11 says, And after him was Shammah, the son of Aji, the Herorite. The Philistines had gathered together in a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils, full of beans. So the people fled from the Philistines. Get this. The people of God fled before the Philistines 
And what was happening at that time? The Philistines would come in and they would buy, they, they would fight against them or they would flee. The Israelites would flee. If they fled, then they would take whatever it was. This was a hill of beans. Sometimes they'll get in, they'll, they'll take all their barley, the wheat. They'll come in and, and, and take everything they had. In this case, the people fled before the Philistines on the, uh, the uh, hill that's full of lentils. Now that's some feed. That's, that's what the people of Israel needed to help sustain their life. It wasn't just beans. It was life to them. But they saw that the Philistines were greater than they, so they decided they would run. But Shammah did something interesting. In verse 12 it says, He stationed himself in the middle of the field. Not on the edge. Not behind a rock. Not behind a tree. Not in a crevice. Or not even up the tree. Right in the middle of the beans. He stationed himself and he defended it and killed the Philistines. So where the, everybody that was with him fled, he decided, I'm going to die right here or I'm going to live right here. But I'm not going to let you just take it. Now look at this. The back end of verse 12 says, So the Lord brought about a great victory. Now it says that Shammah stationed himself in the middle of the field. And he says that Shammah killed the Philistines. But don't you know it wasn't Shammah killing the Philistines. Right. Shammah stood by faith knowing that God can deliver. So Shammah stood in the presence of God and God brought a great victory. The Lord blessed him as he defeated the Philistines. Now we said that Shammah means desert, to be desolated. I want to bring forth some thoughts here to you. Even if you feel desolated in your life, just stand your ground. Now, I know I have times in my life when I, I just don't feel like I've got all the praise on. I got a lot of things happening in my life. But if I don't stand in praise, if I don't stand my ground in faith, no matter what it looks like or feels like, if I don't make the stand then I'm allowing the enemy to come in and get what sustains me and steal from me those things. He's not stealing. If I run, I'm giving it to him. To take a stand for God means that I'm not going to give you anything. You're going to have to take it. But you're not going to take it from me. You're going to have to take it from my daddy. You're going to have to take it from my big brother. You're going to have to, you think that I'm standing here alone in this hill of beans. But I'm not alone. And I'm going to make that stand. So even if you feel like you're desolated, even if you feel like you're Shama, even if you feel like you're the desert and you don't have anything growing in you, if you just take a stand of faith, you will win the victory. God will bring the victory. Doesn't matter. You don't have to be the superhero of Christianity. You don't have to be the one that can memorize every single word of the Word of God and can quote it backwards and forwards and can quote it in multiple languages and, and can quote it in multiple versions. That's not what gets you the victory, simple faith. You know, we, we try to put people on a pedestal for what they can do. God blessed them for operating in faith and, and operating the giftings that God has given them, but that doesn't make them any greater than you. Simple faith. Faith in what Jesus Christ accomplished at the cross 
Everything that comes across my path has an answer, and the answer is Jesus Christ. He has overcome. He has become the conqueror, and he has made me more than a conqueror. He's given me the ability to dwell in places that I didn't build. He's given me the ability to reap and eat of crops that I didn't plant. Why? Because he made the difference in my life. He put the period at the end of it is finished. And that's where I dwell. I dwell at the it is finished in my life. That means it is finished. That means it's beginning for me. Everything's new. Everything's fresh. Everything's a beginning for me. I may be a, have been a person that people called the desert, but I'm not a desert. I'm not desolate. I may have people around me to call me desolate, but that's not what Jesus calls me. Because right, I'm a child of God. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not the, the tail. I'm the head. I am blessed beyond measure. How do I know this? Because that was dictated at the end is finished, at the cross. That is dictated. And the stamp of that dictation when he came up out of that ground. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father, finishing all that was finished. Putting, putting a period in, cannot be touched, cannot be changed. So why do I struggle? Why do we struggle when everything we need has been finished, cannot be changed? It's because we ourselves accept Christ. And we know our flesh is an enemy of God. And our flesh can't be saved. Our soul is being saved. And that battle of our mind, that battle of our emotions, that battle of our decisions is on. Either we're going to follow the lust of the flesh or we're going to follow the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to follow the mind of the Spirit. And then that decision will dictate whether we're desolate, desert truly or not. Because a child of God can live in desolation because they're outside of the will of God. They're not operating in the promises of God. Because all the promises of God are yes, and in Him are amen. So if that is true, and every promise that God has spoken over me and written over me, and in His Word is mine, and I'm desolate in any place, that means my faith has not broken through in that place. Even though at the cross... The ability to be free completely in everything that I face is there. It's all settled. I still have limitations in my mind. I still have limitations in my soul. I still have limitations that need to come to an understanding of authority in Christ. And that can only come, can only come just simple faith in Christ and his finished work. Simple faith. But we make it so difficult because our bodies have illnesses that we can't deal with. Our family have financial situations that we can't, we, we, we can't change. Disasters happen all over the world. Evil is breaking out. People are taking what is true and calling it untrue and false. And people are taking false things and calling it true. We are living in the end times, folks. We are living in a time of the end so that should give us hope. Because if you look at the things that are happening in the world today, you're also looking at the things that had been prophesied would happen in the world today. And we are sitting in a time right now where we should look up for our redemption draweth nigh. 
It's not long that, that we are going to be snatched up, snatched out, and be present with the Lord. But here's the problem. It doesn't matter if we got one minute, one second, two hours, three days, three weeks, four more years. Doesn't matter all that. Because until we are snatched away, we need to be about the Father's business, and we need to be operating in faith and doing everything we can to step into the more than a conqueror addition in our lives. I have the ability to be conquering in every aspect of my life, but I have places in my life where my faith has not grown in the spirit and the anointing has not broke that yoke yet. So I can't, I, 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 there are places that Shama is my name. There are places that are desolated in my walk with Christ. But God has not intended that to be. I have defended the desolation in my own life by not attaining to the promises of God and allow the promises of God to work in my life. Financially, health-wise, prosperity, whatever you are, whatever the situation, I have caused desolation. I name myself as a desolated place. I'm Shama. But Shama did not lean on his name because if Shama leaned on his name, then he would not have stayed in that uh hill of uh, beans. He would have ran with the rest of them. But Shammah began to operate in kingdom. Shammah began long ago to follow David who was, a, who was anointed to be king. And Shammah began to fight the cause of Christ. Shammah began to fight the cause of God. Shammah began to fight the cause of liberty and freedom. Shammah began to fight for what God has called him to do. And that's why God stepped in and gave him a great victory. Not because Shama was such a great warrior. But because God anointed Shama in his faith. God anointed Shama that I'm going to defend the beans. Now, I have not seen a pot of beans that I'm willing to give my life for. But Shama wasn't just looking at the beans. Shama was looking, if I give them this, they're going to get that and that. They're never going to stop. And I've got to make a stand even if it's in a, a, a hill of beans. So the, 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 even if everyone around you runs, stand your ground. Don't look for anyone to stand with you. If your faith is on someone, you're not going to do it until someone stands with you, then your faith is in the wrong place. Because you already know that if you're going to stand, Jesus is already standing for you. If he's called you to it, he'll see you through it. He's going to move in that situation, even if you're all alone and everyone that should have fought for the beans. Then my, who knows? Shabba probably hated beans. He probably hated lentils. But he wasn't walking, uh, fighting for the lentils. He is fighting for what God said and promised over Israel, and this is not it. Philistines, you can't come take this land. This is the land of my inheritance. I'm fighting for what God has promised over me. So we have to look at the land of our inheritance. Every promise of God is our inheritance. That's our land of inheritance. We can't let the devil come in and take our beans off of our land of inheritance. You understand? So as we're going in, He's sitting there with a group of people. Think about this thing. He's sitting there on top of a hill, and he has a group of people saying, yeah, we're going to defend this thing. And then the Philistines show up, and he starts to see that, that crowd that was with him going to help him starts to thin out. Hey, I've been there. You've been there? 
You go into a battle and think everybody's with you. By the time you turn around, you're the only one there. And, and, and then you say, do I run or do I stay? And God says, you stay. Because I haven't run. I haven't told you to go anywhere. So everybody scatters. He's all by himself. Guess what? The Philistines didn't scatter. And they kept coming. So now he moves himself to the center of this field. Think about it. He's probably looking at that. I don't even have the right spices to eat this, these lentils. And I'm going to die right on this hill of beans. Nah, he said, no, no, no. I'm not going to die on this hill of beans. What I'm going to do is they're going to die right here, and they're going to be future fertilizer for the next set of beans. They're going to all die right here, and the next, next crop of beans is going to be even better than the ones that's here now. Because I'm going to get them all. Not just me, but God with me. Because he's like, Shama learned something. Through following David, Shama learned that God always provided a way of victory. Always. He watched the victory and didn't go in David's name. He stood there in God's name. His faith was in the God he served. So even if the, your fight is over a hill of beans, stand your ground. Even if everyone leaves you, stand your ground. Even if you've not fought this before, even if you don't have the fruit of victory and you're desolate in this battle, stand your ground because God will bring fruit in due season. Doesn't matter if you've never fought that battle before. And that's where desolate comes from. You know, we always get our victory as we've grown into it and the anointing of God grows up in us and the anointing grows through, through the Word of God. How does that happen? The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Anointing is the Holy Spirit. So at salvation, Holy Spirit's living in me. And my faith is already there through Christ. So by reading the Word of God, which is Christ, my faith grows. And as my faith grows, the anointing grows in me because the Holy Spirit grows in me and this fruit begins to plant out. And as His fruit grows in me and the anointing grows in me, I become fat in that situation. And when I'm fattened in that situation, that one thing that used to bind me up, that one thing used to hold me back, that yoke gets broken under the fatness of the Holy Spirit's anointing breaking forth out of me. Now what? I've broken out of, through the anointing, out of bondage into authority. Right. And that's when my testimony takes the word of God and I'm breaking forth the testimony and that's when it's a two-edged sword. It's cutting asunder. Ooh, the word grows the spirit. The word grows your faith, and the Spirit of God inhabits. Oh, come on. Let's just, the Spirit of God grows in the midst of that faith, fattening. And the anointing grows, and that yoke breaks. So I could be desolate today, but tomorrow, buddy, I'm a winner. It may be something I've never had to conquer before, but tomorrow I'm going to eat those beans. You understand where I'm at? So if. Everybody around you says you can't be healed. Forget them. Go on that hill as a desolate person and stand your ground by faith and watch God bring a victory and all those Philistines come to take your beans of healing. You're going to, they're going to be slain right before you and you're going to break out into victory. Someone come, come into your hill of beans of, of, of uh, financial blessing. Stand your ground. 
Someone, someone comes in to the hill that holds your peace. And all those lentils, you just start fighting. I'm going to stand until my peace comes. And all those Philistines trying to steal your peace are going to die right there. And they're going to be fertilizer for a crop of peace you've never seen in your life. You're going to begin to walk in the authority of peace. You're going to walk in the authority of joy. You're going to walk in authority of all that God has promised. The authority of love. You think you love now? Won't you just get on that, that by yourself onto that hill full of beans of love? And you just fight that battle and watch so that enemy falls by the wayside because God brought the victory. And then when people come into you, you have a supernatural, powerful, demonstrative, explosive, dynamite love of benevolence that breaks off on people. And what does it do? It breaks their yoke as well. Because the authority you have in Christ, when he breaks in faith in you, he already breaks you out of that. Then you use that as a weapon. If God breaks me into an avenue of authority in love, then I need to take that love of benevolence and break the yoke of bondage off people that are, that are wanting. If, if they need healing and I come out and God breaks that yoke of bondage of healing of me, then I need to go lay hands on people and in authority watch their bondage fall. Why? Because I'm operating in the authority of Christ because the anointing has broke the yoke in me and now I can operate by faith what God has already won at the cross. See, your size of your enemy doesn't matter when God's with you. Amen. Amen? So, in Psalms chapter 23, verse 5, check this out. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God took a hill of beans and made it a table of victory. Every time I go to my shepherd, every time I'm on a hill of beans, and I'm defending against everybody else because no one else is standing with me. God has already sat me down in the midst of that with a table of beans in the presence of my enemy. He's prepared a table of victory on that hill of beans. You know, you know that saying, you don't amount to a hill of beans. Well, yes, I do. I amount to a hill of beans. I amount to a hill of beans because I could defend myself in, in that desolation. People look at the hill of beans and you say, you know, there's not much value in that. But that's my inheritance. Don't talk about my inheritance. You may look at what God is doing in me as something that, that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. But I'm looking at my hill of beans and saying, no, that's my table of victory. That's where I'm going to walk out of this thing victorious in Christ with the authority to break that off of you. You don't know this yet, but you, you're laughing at me of my hill of beans and you just ran. But once I get this victory, I'm going to bring this victory back to you. You may be struggling in your health. You may be struggling in your peace. But as soon as I come out of this, I'm coming right to you and I'm going to break that yoke of bondage off of you and you yourself will experience peace. In the name of Jesus. Not me, but Christ in me. We should be breaking the yokes of bondage of people around us because Christ is in us because he's the one breaking the yoke of bondage. And when we stay in our desolation place, when we stay a desert place in anything in our life, then we're saying to God, there's not enough beans on that hill for me to die for. See, you should die for just one bean. You should die for just one. But when you come to the battle of desolation, if there's something empty in your life, uh, something lacking in your life, that's where you need to take a stand. 
That's, that's why we need to get in God's word to find out what does God's word say about this desolate place of my life. And then I need to get in God's word and what am I doing? I'm renewing my mind and saying, oh no, that's not desolate. Right. Oh no, that's my inheritance. What, what you just called desolate is actually my inheritance. What you call the hill of beans is my promise. So now I need to renew my mind. Now I need to increase my faith. And as my faith increases, your anointing increases. Why? Because God, I'm not, I'm not taking authority over my promise yet. And that is my promise. They're calling it desolate, but my promise is there as my inheritance. That's your glory. I'm going after you and I'm going to do it as a child of God. I'm going to, I'm going to prove you holy right now. Because that's what you do. You prove God holy when you take a stand in your desolation. Because, you know, you can't do it. He can do it. And that when you take a stand inside your desolated places, then you're saying, God, you're holy, and I'm not. But I'm, gonna, I'm your child, and I'm going to take a stand here. Even if they slay me, Lord, I know you got me. So in the hill of beans comes a table of victory. Don't you know that when you get into a situation, can you imagine Shama sitting on there? For me... Shammah was sitting under God's worship leader. David would be God's worship leader, writing all these songs and setting things in order and everything else. Don't you know Shammah knew some songs? And, and, and if I'm in a place of desolation, the first thing I need to do is understand that God inhabits the praises of his people. And, and, and habits means he, 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 he becomes enthroned. Right. That means he sets his kingdom inside. Right. You know, it, it's just not a passerby. He's not taking a, a hotel trip. He's not taking a vacation. You're not a vacation home for God. You're a habitation. You're a place where he's enthroned. You're a place where the fullness of his kingdom, the fullness of his power, and is inhabited in what? The praises of his people. We see that in Psalms chapter 23. Verse 3, the King James Version says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And the New King James, in the same verse, Psalm 22 and 3, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Don't you know we're grafted in the vine? Don't you know that we have the same promises? Don't you know that when we praise God like we did this morning, you know, as you're listening to the music, you get lost in the praise. He's inhabiting. His, his, his kingdom is enthroned in there. My goodness. You know, he's always with me. But when I praise him, he, his, his, his authority enthrones inside me, inside those praises. Isn't that powerful? Well, two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst. But well, when we come to have church, the two or three gathered together in my name, he's always with me. So I'm never without him. What is he doing? He's coming in agreement with what we are touching and agreeing upon. That means in our praise, he enthrones himself with authority inside of our praise and two or three gathered together in his name, he comes into agreement with what we need him to agree upon. As it is in his word. Because we know that he gives us the desires of our heart and the closer we get to him, he is the one that presents that desire to us. And we can find that desire in the Word of God. And now I can walk with a surety and walk with a, 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 a um, confidence in God that every one of His promises are mine because He's in agreement with me. And I'm praising Him and there He's a throne 
in, in my praises. He inhabits the praises of his people. Can I get, I mean, there's no way you can lose on this except for stop praising him and stop coming together. When we live in a world right now that wants to stop church. We live in a world now that wants to get people to not come together. We saw that two years ago. We still see it in the world today where they want to shut down different places. But why, I, I come to tell you, you're not going to stop me from coming together with my brothers and sisters. Why? Because that's where I come into agreement and God comes in agreement with us. You don't come together, then you're operating outside of his power and his authority. You're operating outside of what he wanted to do with you. He wants outside of his agreement with you. So let's look at this thing. Do you have a place in your life where you're not walking in victory? If so, how do we find it? How do we find the victory? At the cross. Your victory is at the cross. So how do, we, how do we attain our faith to the cross? How do we attach our faith to the cross? Simple. You go to God's Word. The first thing you do is you get into God's Word and renew your mind. And, and also in the first thing you do, it, it's, because it's not a step plan, you get in God's word to do what? Renew your mind. You get in God's word to increase your faith. And when you increase in faith and you're in God's word and your mind's renewing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit begins to grow in you, become fat in that. What does that mean? That means devil's getting ready to get smacked. Because as the anointing grows in you and as God begins to grow in that, we said this before, something's going to break. And it's not you. It's that bondage on you is going to break. And then what do you do? You break into the authority, and now you can walk in victory. But you're not just walking in victory. You're bringing victory to others. See, people don't have to go through the same struggles you went through. You can come to people and bring the truth and faith and bring, bring the authority and the anointing that God brought you in. You can speak over those things in people's lives, and that thing break off of them. Because why? Because now you're walking in authority. Whose authority? The authority of Jesus Christ. That he's imparted upon us. So in Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So I know that I've got to live a lifestyle of renewing of my mind. I can't live on yesterday's renewing. I can't live on last year's renewing. I can't live on, we have a youth conference we love to go to called Shabbat. I can't live on Shabbat's last year's renewing of my mind. Why? Because I'd be dead right now. i got to have a daily source of renewing of my mind because as the world changes, so my mind needs to change. What do you mean? The world is trying to change my mind against God. I need to renew my mind towards God each and every day. Woo, multiple times a day. I think we ought to get that. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how your faith increases. You're all getting a measure of faith. We know that, but our faith needs to increase. Our faith needs to increase, and that's called increase on the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's done through the word of God, that we hear the word of God and we grow by faith. And, and, and as we grow by faith, we know that our mind is being renewed, but the purpose of the renewing of the mind is that our faith may increase. So that the anointing of God will increase. 
And then in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And the anointing means fatness. Fatness of the Spirit. As you grow and are strengthened and fattened by the Spirit, eventually you break out of that yoke of bondage, and now you're walking into a new authority. What authority? Look, all of this is at the cross. This isn't a five-step program. This, all this is accessible at the cross. You can't work to do this. You need to work, work the acts of faith and work doing this. You can't work to do this. You need to work doing this. That's the difference of acting in faith or acting in works. Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. All power is given to him. Then he transfers that authority, power being authority. So all authority has been given to me. So I transfer that authority with the go ye therefore in verse 19. So everything I taught you, everything you've seen me do, uh, that's all, all the authority has been given to me. I'm transferring that to you. Now you go and do everything I've shown you, taught you, everything you observe. So we need to operate in the authority of Jesus Christ. How do we attain the authority of Jesus Christ? At the cross. The most powerful ministers ever been on the earth are no more powerful than the day they accepted Christ. You are just as powerful in Christ as anyone that's ever crossed the path of the cross. It's just, are you walking in desolation or are you standing your ground waiting for the victory and fighting for the victory by faith, simple faith, we have victory in Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. Can you see him on the mountain? Can you see him on the hill of the lentils? Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what he's doing on that field. That's what he's doing on that hill of the lentils. That's why his hill of beans are now becoming a table of victory. Abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Shama knew something. Shama knew, I may be named desolate, but I'm not desolate. Amen? Amen. What are you saying, Pastor? There should not be any desolate place in you. If all of your faith is in Christ Jesus at the cross. Everything you do is anchored at the cross. All the desolate places should pass away before you as faith increases through the reading of God's word. Well, I'm not strong in that. Well, that's a desolate place. You should own that. When a desolate place is identified in your life, you should turn to the word of God and say, Lord, you own that and I inherit that. In Jesus' name, by faith. Can I get it? Can I get a victory in Jesus? Victory in Jesus. I love what God has done for me because now the one who has victory sits at the right hand of the Father speaking that victory over me. Constantly speaking that victory over me. 
Can you imagine the word that became flesh dwelt among us is now that word that's speaking in the in the ears of the Father who supplies all things and saying, no, the victory's all over them. You know, they're, they're, they, they don't know it yet, but that desolate place was the victory they needed to, to open up the, cav- the, 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 the caverns of, of victory and glory for their life. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? If you have a desolate place in your life, that's not yours. The victory inside that desolation. I'm ready to fight for a hill of beans and I can't stand beans. Some beans I like. Most beans I don't. But I'll die on a hill of beans. Why? Because it's my inheritance. It's my inheritance. In 1 John 5, 4-5 For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Say it again. For whatever is born of God, I'm born of God, overcomes the world. Are you born of God? And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Not your works. Not your 20-step program. Not the book series on how we did it. Faith. Faith unwavering. Faith in who? Jesus Christ and what he accomplished at the cross. What what is set in place when he rose from the dead. And now he speaks that victory in the ears of the Father and proclaiming our victory day in and day out. Don't live in desolation. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Faith, our faith is the victory that overcomes the world and our faith is that Jesus is the Son of God. Therefore, I don't have desolate places. I have places I haven't conquered yet. But they have they are fruitful for me and fruitful for my victory, and I dare them to show themselves so that I could go for, uh, holy and and sold out to God in to take that land. It doesn't matter who's standing on it. If God's called me to that place of desolation, He's called me there because my provision is sitting on the hill. Don't you know those lentils were the provision of the people? Not only the inheritance, but the provision. And you look, sometimes you look at the provision God gives you and say, that's just not enough. But it's, a, it's, it's, it's provision. And he got the victory on the place of his provision. Why? Because he, he took a stand in the midst of desolation. All by himself. Nobody with him. Except for God himself. And God brought a great victory. So with this we want to tell, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for all the provision. Thank you for everything. Jesus, we just we just love and adore the sacrifice that you gave and that, that you sit at the right hand of the Father and keep speaking over us all those victories. So right now, Lord, reveal to us any place that's desolate in our lives and we'll attack that by faith that you are the Son of God and we'll stand on that ground and watch the victory come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining Trust in the Lord with Pastor Tim Dove of The Mission. 
Life Christian Center in Bryson City, North Carolina. Join us next time as we continue to intentionally demonstrate God's love through the Word of God. Remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Blessings to you in the name of Jesus. For more information, you may contact us at The Mission, Life Christian Center, P.O. Box 2197, Bryson City, North Carolina, 28713. Or email us at themission.lcc at yahoo.com.